Hi, you've reached Holly. I can't come to the phone right now because I'm making a fucking podcast. (laughs) Welcome back to Nobody Cares. This is episode six and day 13 of my quarantine. Fuck yeah, I'm almost there. I will be released tomorrow afternoon, I believe. Um, I believe. No, I will be. I will be. (laughs) I can't wait to get outside and let the sun burn my skin off. Like, I just, I'm so desperate for fresh air and sunlight. (laughs) Um, I actually have a special guest with me today. She is the funniest person I know, and her hair looks really good today. Um, It's me, um, if that wasn't obvious. I'm looking at my own reflection in the mirror And if you're wondering, Holly, are you okay? The answer is pending. I mean, I've leveled up with the whole talking to myself concept. Um, The desk that I'm sitting at, it happens to be in front of a mirror. So it looks like I'm doing a podcast with another host, um, which is kind of cool. But yeah, she's over there with her microphone. She's looking right at me. It's making me a little uncomfortable. Not going to lie. The direct eye contact is a little bit much right now. Um, do you think dogs and like babies know that they're looking at themselves in the mirror? Like, do you think a dog knows that they're looking at a dog or do you think that they're just thinking like, oh, it's just another kind of living thing? Like, I wonder if they know what they look like and babies too. Like, I wonder if they're like, Hey, that's me. Or if they're just like, what the fuck is that thing? Like, why is it moving? Babies and doggos. Can you send me a message, please, and let me know your thoughts on that? <laughs> it's, a, it's a burning question that I have. <laughs> um, but seriously, yesterday afternoon, I poured myself a glass of wine, held it up and said cheers to my own fucking reflection in the mirror. I've lost the plot. The plot has been lost. It's gone. <laughs> I'm talking to my own reflection now. <laughs> before yesterday, I thought, oh, well, you know, I'm a weirdo because I've mentioned before, I've t- I talk to myself, like I catch myself mumbling under my breath a lot and now it's been confirmed that I've lost it because I'm talking to my reflection like it's another person in the room. One of the, um, one of the doctors called me yesterday to check in. I think her name was Heidi. She was lovely. I think, I think it was Heidi. She said, how are you going in there, Holly? And I was like, I'm doing really well, thanks. And now look at me. She believed me and said, cool, if you have any questions or concerns, you can give us a call. And I was like, no worries. No worries. Lie. That's twice I lied in the same phone call. (laughs) Why did I say I was doing okay? I lied. Uh, Heidi, I'm not okay. I'm talking to myself in the mirror and into a microphone. (laughs) Heidi, call me back. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> I really miss having conversations with people, like in person. I've, I've been talking a lot on the phone to people or texting a lot, but I really miss being able to feel the energy in the room and feel the energy of the other person, like see their body language and their facial expressions, their reactions. Like I know it's only two weeks in here, but oh, I just can't wait to get out and be able to converse with people in person like I'm sick of the phone calls 
oh, I'm so sick of it. I mean, like, I love talking to my friends and family. Like, it's nothing personal, but it always goes like this, right? Hey, hey, how are, yeah, how are you? Yep, yeah, I can hear you. Oh, oh, hang on. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I just, no, no, you go. No, no, you go. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no, I just, uh, 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 like, what the fuck is this? Like, enough. <laughs> I've had enough. I'm sick of this shit audio. I'm sick of not being able to hear people properly. Oh, or actually, like, get my fucking words out and for them to get their words out. Like, oh, I'm ready to throw my phone out the window. <laughs> if I could open the window, that's it. My phone would be thrown off the 18th floor into the Swan River. I looked it up. That's where I am. It's the Swan River. Sorry, last week I said I didn't know where I was, but I'm sorry I didn't know anything about Western Australia. I Googled it, it's the Swan River, and I'm about to pollute it with my phone because I'm done. I'm fired up. <laughs> I've cracked. Gretchen Wieners has cracked. <laughs> oh, but I miss connecting with people. I miss the conversations, and I worry that I've lost the ability to speak and to converse naturally and candidly. Like I find that whenever I'm on the phone with someone – I'm bloody stuttering and all the words have escaped me. Like I can't string a sentence together that makes sense. So I just keep rambling and rambling until I feel like I've made my point. It's just a skill that I haven't practiced in a really long time. And like it frustrates me so hard when I can't gather my thoughts quickly and speak clearly and articulate exactly what I mean. So like I said, I've been talking to... Uh, my friends on WhatsApp and we we send the voice notes a lot and I prefer the voice notes now because I can clearly communicate the tone in my voice when I'm responding to something but I still have to think about what I'm trying to say and I'm like I still um and ah and like I can't think of the word and I can't think of the phrase and like even though I have time to craft a message I still manage to fuck it up. But that's the, that's the beauty of texting and voice notes. Like you have permission to take time to respond and you can edit yourself and you can think about it all you want. But on the phone, you're speaking off the cuff and in person, you're speaking off the cuff. You're bouncing off the other person. It's natural and it's um, candid and you can't really plan it. And what a nightmare that is if you have phone anxiety. I think, oh, I think the phone anxiety is a millennial thing. Um, we don't want to talk on the phone. We don't want to call people. <laughs> It's embarrassing. Why is it embarrassing? I don't know. I don't think there's any rhyme or reason. It's just one of those things that's so embarrassing for no reason. (laughs) Isn't that weird? Like, what are we scared of? That they might pick up? And what happens if they pick up? They say hello. And then what? Where do we go from there? (laughs) You can't have nothing to say. It's unacceptable. Like, you can't call someone with no reason. I mean, well, you can, but it's just like, I don't know. It just feels really weird. You have to have something to say, but you can't plan it out because you don't know what they're going to say either. Why are we putting ourselves under duress like this? It's terrifying. <laughs> oh, and I used to hate it when um, your parents or your family are on the phone and some like with whoever, like family, friends, whatever. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, here, say hi to Holly. And I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? Get that phone away from me. How dare you put me on the spot like that? (laughs) I get nervous when I'm put on the spot because of what I said earlier. Like I start fumbling over my words. I can't figure out what I want to say. 
I have no idea what's going to come out of my mouth and that is terrifying. It's so weird. Why do I suddenly become like inept or incompetent when I'm called upon to speak? <laughs> like, does this ever happen to you? Say you get into like a, ca- uh, like a really casual conversation with someone about um, movies, like, I don't know, your favorite movies, like what you're watching on TV, books you've read, whatever. And they ask you like, what is it about? And I, I always ask this question because if someone's really passionate about it, I want to know why. Because if you're really into it for a, a reason, like I want to know why because maybe I want to be into it too. So they ask you what it's about and all of a sudden you don't know where to start. Like, oh, fuck, how do I explain this? Oh, uh, like how do I summarize it and articulate it clearly on the spot? Like it should be simple, no? Like it should be so easy to talk about because – you're so passionate about it and really interested and invested. But for me, I freeze. Like my brain just shuts down. Computer says no. Um, it's like about a story about um, like, and it's set in, um, I don't know. Like <laughs> I really want to tell you, but I don't know any words right now. Like All words have evaporated. Not English. Like I don't know. But that's not true. I do know. I understand it completely. But in the moment, I just have like a bit of a brain fart or something. It happens after phone calls too. Do you ever have to um, call someone for information about something? And the call, the call's fine. It's whatever. You get the information that you need. You comprehend everything clearly and you end the call. And then someone says, okay, so what did they say? And all of a sudden I'm like, uh, 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 couldn't tell you. Could not tell you if I wanted to. I understood. I know what I have to do. But I could not tell you what was said. I'm going to need three business days to process and I will get back to you with my summary. <laughs> it's like that, um, the flash thing in um, Men in Black. The, the flash thing that erases your memory. See? See? Perfect example. I'm fumbling over this right now. Simple description of this movie and I can't do it. This is how I tell stories sometimes. I just spit out keywords and hopefully someone puts together the image in the end and they'll be like, oh, yeah, Men in Black. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Like I was in physical pain trying to get that simple sentence out. God. So don't ask me what I'm watching on TV right now because it's going to give me a bloody hernia. Yeah, it's, just a, it's a skill that I have to practice a lot more and I'm keen to practice it a lot more. So I guess podcasting is a great way to do that, except you get to bear witness to all my stuttering in the meantime and the ums and the ahs. So, you know, until one day I'll become the most articulate and hilarious podcasting queen that I was destined to be. One day, one day. <laughs> I always notice when someone is really well-spoken because it amazes me. Like to me, it's actually a talent. It's like, it's like you're doing a magic trick in front of me and I'm a child seeing magic for the first time. And you just keep pulling out that colored scarf from your sleeve. And I'm like, Oh my God, it just keeps coming. Like, how are you doing this? (laughs) It's amazing. Oh, maybe it's not that cool to most people, but it's cool to me. I notice it. I admire it. I want to be like that. I want to be able to speak. When I grow up, I want to be able to speak. (laughs) The only time I ever feel like I'm really well-spoken or like I sound really smart is when I'm in the shower. Oh, the conversations I have with myself in the shower. 
that is really where I do my best thinking. And I know a lot of people say this, oh, you know, I come up with my best ideas in the shower. Yeah, well, so do I. And my best speaking too. Like the shower is where I, yeah, like I've solved world hunger and I've ended wars and I have cured diseases in there. Not COVID, unfortunately. I'm still working on that one. But oh my God, I'm amazing at brainstorming ideas in the shower. I feel like I have such a strong grasp on them. Like I've thought them through for the entire duration of the shower. I feel like I've, you know, I've got the whole business plan really well written out in my mind. I've got a full sales pitch ready to go. I've got a speech. I've got a presentation. It's so articulate. (laughs) It's just on the tip of my tongue. And I have to get out right now and write it down so I don't forget. But in my experience, the shower is like a portal into another dimension. And as soon as I turn the water off, boom, I'm back in this dimension. That's it. Men in black, bright flash, memory has been wiped forever like why can't I think of these things or speak as well as it sounds in my head in real life what's up with that I feel like I was ripped off I was scammed it's the title of my autobiography I was scammed (laughs) Uh, but yeah it always sounds better in your head and then as soon as you have to open your mouth it's like I'm learning English for the first time there have been a few instances where, like I'm, I'm thinking about work now, like where there are people who I know English is not their first language and yet they come in and do a presentation or give a talk or speak up in meetings in English, obviously, because if they come in and start speaking Spanish or French, then I'm in the wrong meeting and we have a different problem. But they get called upon to speak and they absolutely kill it. And again, obviously, because it's their job. And of course, they know what they're talking about. And I'm just sitting over in the corner like, what the hell? They made it look so easy. Why can't I do that? (laughs) Why can't I do that without sweating bullets and panicking on the inside every time? (laughs) It's that situation of being put on the spot again. makes me nervous. And it's it's not always a fear that like I don't have the answer or that I don't understand the question or understand the subject matter. Like, sure, sometimes I'm like, what? But (laughs) it's the way that instead of responding to the question or the subject, my brain kind of like diverts into a different room where the fear is about not painting a positive image of myself to whoever I'm talking to. It's, It's a mild fear. It's like a mild fear that the way that you respond or communicate or converse with this person or group or whatever will dictate like whether they accept you or respect you or think highly of you or think anything of you. Yeah, it's a, mi- it's a mild fear. <laughs> mild fear of judgment. <laughs> fear that you like you won't be able to connect even though you're having a conversation, you're speaking the same language, but you still can't connect for some reason. Or it just feels like the conversation never goes beyond the surface. I don't know. It's it's a weird but mild insecurity of mine that I clearly think about quite a lot. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how to explain it, but I'm trying. So I, I think that's why I like the more ridiculous conversations and like when they start off really unexpectedly too, because it catches your attention and it forces your brain to think in a different way, even if it's completely stupid. But stupid usually means funny and people like humor and like that's a good icebreaker and just eases a lot of tension in the air, especially when you're talking to people that 
you don't know very well. Yeah, like tell me something unusual. Instead of the whole like, how's your day? Yeah, it was okay. Work was busy and I went to the gym. Like, cool, but that's the same as everyone else. Same as my day. Like, I don't need to live it twice. Tell me that you, I don't know, that you missed your bus and while you were running, your shoelace was untied and when you tripped, you saw a leaf on the ground that looked like the weekend. I don't know. (laughs) Who cares? Nobody cares. That's the conversation I want to have. Or we don't even have to have a full-blown conversation about it. Just tell me those facts because that's what makes people seem a little more human to me and it shows me a little more about someone's personality like everyone goes to work everyone comes home everyone makes dinner everyone goes to bed like it's just if one of those people tripped and landed on a leaf that resembled the weekend I'm interested (laughs) when Netflix asks me if I'm still watching I'm still watching I'm not blaming anyone. Like I also give out these automated responses sometimes, but there'll be times when you can't avoid it. And sometimes people just don't have the mental energy to talk that much. I have these days as well, but that's fine. But we just need to, I don't know, we need to brainstorm some more, like well, some new conversation topics. We need to get out of this like repetitive conversational routine As I've said, I really can't wait to have conversations with people again, but ah, I just want to like try and spice things up in conversations. (laughs) Uh, Reminds, oh, that reminds me. Um, This one day I brought up this interesting thought to a friend at work because I thought it was an unusual thought, um, which is the best kind of conversation starter in my mind. So... (laughs) One day I noticed we had ants in the house. We used to get them a lot because in the summer the ants, they're like trying to find water and for some reason the only supply of water is apparently somewhere in my kitchen. And so the ants pay an annual visit to my kitchen and they congregate in the kettle and sometimes in the sink. Surely this has happened to other people. Come on, Aussies. I am not the only one with bugs in the house. Surely. I'm not. (laughs) Has anyone gone to make a cup of tea and you pour the water and it's just like a fucking floating graveyard of boiled ants? (laughs) You're like, what the hell? (laughs) Did the tea bag break or something? Like, oh, nope, just committed a gruesome mass murder. (laughs) Anyway, so we had ants and sometimes, you know, we'd take measures to get rid of them, block their usual point of entry. And, um, One day I realized like they were just walking in the front door, a whole line of them from the front door, straight across the living room floor, into the kitchen, still just out there in the open, up the cupboard door and into the sink for the annual conference. And I was like, the fucking audacity, the confidence they must have to not even try and hide it anymore. They were just like, boys, no more secret passageways. There's a front door. We're going in. They won't expect it. It's foolproof. (laughs) These cracks in the walls, they're so predictable. The front door, it's so simple. It's genius. We leave at sundown. (laughs) Follow my lead. (laughs) So there's just like a long line of them, single file. They don't sprawl out and storm in as a group. They just, you know, single file. So clearly in the time that I've taken to analyze this, their movement patterns, (laughs) 
I was thinking like, who is this lead ant? And does this lead ant go backpacking on his or her or their own for a month in search of water and then returns home to tell the family where it is? Or do all of these ants just trust this leader and follow them all over the fucking world until they find something? Because that seems like a giant waste of everyone's time. And you have to have a lot of trust in this, this lead ant. Seems like a better plan for the one ant to go solo and then come back, report your findings. And then they all go as a group one by one into my kitchen. So I really sat with this question for a while and it made me laugh because it was so ridiculous. Like, How much time do ants waste in their lifetime just walking and walking and walking, hoping to find water? Like next time I'm having an existential crisis and wondering what the meaning of life is, I just need to remember, well, what the fuck is the point of being an ant? Just walking and walking and walking through life until one day, boiled. <laughs> so I told my friend this at work, <laughs> my hypothesis, my observations, possible conclusions, and I couldn't wait to hear her input on the subject. And she said to me, Holly, you need to be alone less. <laughs> and she's not wrong. But the point is, I really miss these types of conversations. <laughs> I don't have enough of these conversations because I usually get shut down, but that's okay. I just need to find my people. I need to find my tribe. And they're out there. I know they are. Just not in the kettle, that's for sure. <laughs> Oh, but how good is a really meaningful conversation though? Not about ants, but when you have like a DNM with someone, a deep and meaningful, it's just such a nice feeling when you can really bond with someone through a conversation because it goes beyond the catch up starter pack of questions like, how's your day? How's work? How's your partner? How are the kids? Etc. Of course, I want to know those things, but like, let's try something new. We don't have to dive right into our childhood trauma, but like, let's just find something else that we connect on. I once, uh, I had a pretty cool conversation once with someone about um, CDs and when you used to buy CDs, the case or the, the cover was actually a booklet and inside the booklet, there was like a page of lyrics for each song or it had photos of the artist or like information about the art, like whatever. It was like a, it was almost like a brand book for that artist or album or whatever and it was really cool it was really cool to find those and flick through them and it was all part of the listening experience too and like when you had lots of cds to carry around you had one of those um the zip up cases with all the sleeves inside and you have to like organize your cds in the cases and like I, I know this is such a random topic but we both bonded over that shared interest or shared um memory that clearly meant something to us or like we both just thought it was so cool. Like, that's all we want as humans, right? Like, we want to bond with other people. I think when you don't have the mental energy to talk to people or you have those days where you're just like, oh, I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered to talk. I think it's because we know, like, it's most likely going to be this surface-level conversation where we're just going through the motions. Hi, how's your day? How's work? How's your life? How's your partner? Where's the kids? We're not actually connecting or bonding over anything in particular. 
yeah, we share the experiences of life, going to work, coming home to the family. But after a while, like, just, it gets old talking about all of that, doesn't it? We're not always connecting with people in an interesting way that's memorable. And that conversation about the CDs, it happened like a year ago, I think. Yeah, it was, it was about a year ago. And I remember it like it was yesterday. But yesterday I had a couple of conversations with people about how the day was and I don't remember what was said at all. <laughs> Again, no one's fault. Life isn't always super exciting every single day. I wish it was, but we definitely, we just, we have the potential to have better conversations. For sure. It's all about like body language too. Body language and um, facial expressions. How they react, how you react. I like to feel like the other person is listening. And I feel like body language and facial expressions tell me that. And I want, to, I want the other person to feel like I'm listening too. It makes a difference when you can tell someone's really listening to you. It's hard, it's hard when you're trying to talk to someone and they're fucking around and they're looking away and talking to someone else at the same time. And you're just like, oh, do I, do I wait? Do I keep going? Do I need to repeat it? Did they hear me? Like, I don't know. A little eye contact helps. Not as much as I'm giving myself in the mirror right now, but it helps. <laughs> Do you ever look at someone during a conversation and you don't really know where to look on their face? Like how much eye contact is too much? I always think, look at their eyes. But then I'm like, which eye? Like, I think I gravitate to the left more often. Does that mean anything? Wait, the left, my left. So it's their right eye, right? Yeah. And I'm trying to listen, but I'm also wondering, can they see me looking from left to right? Like wondering which eye to look at? <laughs> Do they notice that I'm looking them in the eye? <laughs> Is it weird to look people in the eye? I think it's sometimes weird. When people look me in the eye, I'm like, whoa, what? What are you looking at? <laughs> I think you definitely have to look people in the eye when you cheers. Otherwise, it's seven years bad luck or something like that. I always make my friends do it when we cheers. I'm always like, look at me, look me in my eyeballs. And they all go like really wide eyed, like super extra. And they're like, will this make you happy? And I'm like, yes, it will. Cheers. Fuck. <laughs> I know it's quite rude not to make eye contact when someone speaks to you. But is it also rude to not break eye contact at all during a conversation? <laughs> it's kind of weird if people don't look away, right? I hate when you can feel someone staring at you in your peripherals. I'm like, what? What are you looking at? Stop. It's intimidating. <laughs> it's that sweet spot in the middle that you need. Some eye contact. And then look away. Look, 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 look away. <laughs> That's why I prefer conversations in person. I feel like I'm a better listener in person. I feel like I need the body language and the facial expressions to work with. I feel like conversations are a good way for me to process my own thoughts and feelings about various things. Sometimes I feel like I just need to run my mouth a little to get some of it out of my head. You know, let's get some airflow happening up there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to have more conversations with people. And the fact is... Says me, I'm stating nothing but facts here, scientifically proven facts in my brain. And my brain is biology and biology is science. So it's scientifically proven 
that nobody cares if you're not as articulate as everyone else. I know that. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> I think it comes down to the effort that you put in, in conversations. It's the effort that you put in when you listen and the effort that you put in to communicating with others that increases your chances of connecting with someone. We shouldn't be afraid to like bring out the big guns and fire off some weird conversation starters. Let's switch it up. <laughs> Whatever makes you laugh. Tell me. I want to laugh too. I think the more you try and communicate with people, the more other people will recognize your efforts and that can give them a better understanding of you as a person. Not that we have to prove ourselves to anyone, but we're all just looking for that connection, aren't we? We have to start somewhere. So start, start with the ants. <laughs> uh, anyway I think I should wrap it up here I need to get packing actually because I'm out of here tomorrow this room is an absolute tip I don't know how it got to this state um, but I'm a grub and I need to sort myself out so I can run full speed out that door tomorrow eat my dust bitches <laughs> uh, thanks for having this conversation with me today um, I'm talking to me again in the mirror um, I hope you enjoyed this episode, but before I go, I would like to ask a favor. I think most of you are listening on Spotify. So if that's the case, please give me a follow or subscribe or whatever it is. Um, but if you're on Apple podcasts, if you could leave me a rating and review, that would be amazing. It would help me out so much. I would appreciate it. Um, yeah, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. I have to start spreading this thing around a little bit, you know, spreading it like COVID. No, I'm joking. Fuck. <laughs> I had another COVID test yesterday and it was negative. Woohoo. It's too soon for those jokes. Sorry. Sorry about that. So <laughs> yeah, rate, <laughs> rate the podcast. <laughs> oh, subscribe, share, whatever. Um, <laughs> hope you enjoyed it. Uh, nobody cares if you didn't. Huh? So yeah, I'll be back next week to talk your ear off again. Bye.